Welcome to Gov Innovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is an update on CSTAT, the performance leadership strategy of the Colorado Department of Human Services, and one of the leading examples of data-informed decision-making in human services. Our guest is the department's executive director, Reggie Bika. Here's a clip. Oftentimes, uh, we will come across something and people with great practice wisdom will tell us, well, the reason that such and such is a problem is because we can't get the right report or we, you know, it's too hard to go get this information or we tried that five years ago and it didn't work. And what we often do now is say that gives us some insight, but let's get the data. I want you to prove it to me using the data. And time and time again, people will go back and look at the information analyze it critically based upon data and will come to a completely different conclusion as a result of it. The Colorado Department of Human Services recently celebrated five years of CSTAT, its performance management and leadership strategy. Through CSTAT, the department reviews about 100 measures each month. Two-thirds of those measures have either maintained or beat their goals set in the CSTAT process. As Executive Director Reggie Bika has noted, quote, we can see in real time when something goes wrong and we're committed to fixing it, unquote. To get a CSTAT update, we're joined by phone by Reggie Bika, who has led the department since being appointed by Governor John Hickenlooper in 2011. Reggie, it is good to have you back on the podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Andy. I'm so happy to be here. As you know, and some of our listeners may remember, we talked about CSTAT on this podcast in 2014. But Reggie, give us a quick reminder about how CSTAT works. So CSTAT is our way of being focused on effective government services in the health and human services realm. About 100 measures across the department that we look at that are uh, outcome measures or key process measures that uh, we know if we do well should lead to the outcomes we're looking for. And every Wednesday from 3 to 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I sit down in a CSTAT room, sort of our mini war room, if you will, uh, sit down with my senior team and uh, meet with a various program director from our department who's responsible for achieving the goals we've set out. And we dive into the measures and we're looking at data and asking ourselves where things are going well, why are they going well? What does the data tell us about our performance? And how do we replicate that in other parts of the state? And where things aren't going so well, what does the data tell us about that? Why isn't it going well? And what can we do in as real time as we can do it to change our practice, our policies, our computers, our whatever it's going to take in order to get the performance that the people of Colorado are expecting from us? Reggie, when you think about how CSTAT has developed over time, what comes to mind? You know, it's interesting. I think when we created CSTAT here, I brought some of my team members from Wisconsin who knew how to do the stat thing. I was experienced at it. We had a pretty good sense about how to set it up, how to run it, how to manage it. The evolution has really been within our the culture of our organization. Taking folks who had been good quality state officials in an old system where you process a lot of things, but you don't really look at outcomes except for maybe once a year when you do the annual report, to saying, how do we look at our performance in real time all the time and hold ourselves accountable to those outcomes? It required us in certain places to significantly change our organizational structure and our team members because we had to bring in people who could gather data, analyze data, and actually interpret it in ways that made sense to practitioners. 
and then changing the way that we engage with our external partners. So about two-thirds of what we're responsible for as an agency is actually done by either local county government or contracts with uh, nonprofit partners like community mental health centers or uh, community center boards. In some cases, we've had to change our contracts and create new reports to share with our partners so that they could better manage their performance as well and communicate with us in a way that had us all rowing in the same direction, so to speak. That's interesting. From what I can see, the model of CSTAT really hasn't changed over these five years too much. But what did change, as you mentioned, was the culture of the organization because of the CSTAT process. Reggie, when you think about the value of CSTAT to you as an agency leader, how would you describe that? Well, you know, I come to my work, I'm a social worker by training, and I still come to work in my role as an executive director with that same hunger and passion to want to help people change their lives as I did when I was doing direct practice. And what CSTAT provides for me that I think is unique that I wouldn't have without this is I can see throughout my organization what is actually happening to change or to not change the lives of the people that are depending upon us that we work with. I can see in fairly real time whether or not people who are hungry and need to get access to food assistance are getting timely decisions and are getting the right decisions all across the state. I can see kids who uh, may be experiencing abuse and neglect. Do they have a caseworker who's getting out to them in a timely way, who's gathering the right information, and who's making the right safety decisions and the right permanency decisions for those children across the state? And those are just a few examples of the literally hundreds of measures that we have. The other thing that we can do because we are using data and holding ourselves accountable to the data, it allows me to move beyond anecdote to really understand what might be happening. And we can see if there's a problem, is the problem a systemic problem because maybe our policies are bad, our training is not effective, our computer system's not measuring or gathering or analyzing the right information. To all of the layers down to an individual caseworker literally in Durango, Colorado, interacting with one of our clients. And we can problem solve all sorts of layers from an individual caseworker doing their work all the way up to large system or legislative or budgetary reforms that we might need to make in order to get better results for the people we're serving. And speaking of making change based on CSTAT, do you have a favorite example of how CSTAT had an impact on the ground over the last five years? Well, you know, um, we run two state psychiatric hospitals in our agency. We want to make certain that when people come into the hospital, they're getting the right care, that we are doing no harm to them, and that their stay is as short as possible so that they can return to the community. We set out and looked at our use of physical interventions in the hospital, physical restraints, holds, or use of seclusion, putting people in a secluded room uh, to manage their behavior. And we thought we, we need to move beyond that. And we embraced a philosophy called trauma-informed care, where we recognize that the vast majority of people we serve uh, throughout the department, but specifically at the hospitals, have experienced trauma multiple times in their life. And we need to make certain that the practices we're implementing doesn't either exacerbate the trauma they already experienced or worse yet, create new traumas for them. So with that as an underlying pinning, we, we brought the use of seclusion and restraint into the CSTAT context. 
And we started measuring and looking at how often seclusion happened, why did it happen, uh, who was the, the patient, where it happened, what led up to it. And that changed the dialogue in our hospitals. And the philosophy shifted from one of seclusion and restraint is something we need to do to keep the hospital safe to if we have gone into that level of a physical intervention, something failed in our system. We created a budget request to to build de-escalation rooms, and rather than using a seclusion room, we turned them into rooms where people could go into voluntarily. There's recliners in there. There's soft music to help people relax and de-escalate rather than physically taking them into a room and locking them with the door behind them. We retrained our staff around how to identify somebody who might be escalating, help them to de-escalate, and to stay calm. We've nearly eliminated the use of uh, seclusion and dramatically reduced physical restraint in our hospital settings. And CSTAT, again, helped us create a framework to think about, see the data, ask questions about what was working and what wasn't working, and helped us to identify new practices that we could implement, including new resources that we had to invest in the hospital to uh, drop our use of that intervention. You've also mentioned to me the value of CSTAT for debunking myths. Tell us about that. So oftentimes uh, we will come across something and people with great practice wisdom will tell us, well, the reason that such and such is a problem is because we can't get the right report or we, you know, it's too hard to go get this information or we tried that five years ago and it didn't work. And what we often do now is say that gives us some insight, but let's get the data. I want you to prove it to me using the data. And time and time again, people will go back and look at the information analyze it critically based upon data and we'll come to a completely different conclusion as a result of it. We now celebrate that. A lot of times people come to a meeting the next month and their tails between their legs and they're embarrassed because what they told us turned out not to be true. And so we've turned that around and now it's something we celebrate that we debunk this myth because if we had believed the myth, we'd be investing a lot of time, energy, and resources into something that isn't going to make a difference. And now we know and we can move in the right direction. That's useful. Reggie, final question for you. What are the challenges involved? What are the biggest hurdles to running a performance leadership strategy like CSTAT? Um, You know, I I think there's really three big challenges of doing the system that we have. One is the amount of time. I told you about the two hours every Wednesday that I and my senior team include, but there's prep time ahead of that, uh, both on my side as well on the program side. And it is a major commitment to stay focused on dedicating that amount of time. Secondly is resistance. It's hard to be disciplined and accountable, and it can be embarrassing when things aren't going well. And um, the level of uh, accountability for all of us can be challenging. There is inevitably, both here and in Wisconsin, a lot of forces that want to push back on, well, you shouldn't be measuring. You're measuring the wrong things. It's it's human services. You don't know about the lived experiences. All of those sort of excuses come back as people push back to resist the amount of change. I think those are difficult. And then the third thing, in a government context, in a political context, uh, we've got the media who's looking at us. We've got legislators who's looking at us. We have constituents and partners. And we make very public, here's what we are setting out to do. Here's our goals and our performance. And 
guess what? Sometimes we don't always move the needles in the way that we think we can move the needles. And that can be embarrassing. It can be used politically against people. And I, I think that's another risk. But we believe, starting with Governor Hickenlooper, that measurement matters. So we need to persevere through the criticisms we might get because it's the right thing to do for the people of our state. Reggie, congrats to you and the CSTAT team and the whole department on five years of CSTAT. And thanks for giving us an update. Annie, happy to do it. Thank you for the work that you've done over the many years to uh, study this issue, to document it, and to share it with the public.